This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Time to talk some college football, a little NFL, maybe some baseball with our guy Chase Kitty. You hear him on the Lion's Edge podcast brought to you by BetMGM, and he joins us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. Chase, how are you doing, man? Anything in NBA or uh, Major League Baseball before we start talking some football tonight for you? Uh, nothing, nothing pre-flop. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I, I didn't know I was coming on the Russell Westbrook hour, by the way, Ryan. <laughs> I didn't know you were such a, a Westbrook guy. He isn't. The only thing, yep. the only thing I did is uh, I, I came in on the second half money line number for the Celtics just because I, I felt like there was a discrepancy between the score and the three-point shooting numbers for both teams. Uh, but really, I, I didn't have any major positions. I was just doing all kinds of football research today. I didn't get into anything else. Love it, man. So uh, let's actually start with uh, the NFL because Thursday night, one of my favorite games of the week, we got the Saints. A little bit of line movement here. They're one-and-a-half-point dogs taking on the Cardinals. The Cardinals finally going to get DeAndre Hopkins back. They really need him. They're going to be without Hollywood Brown. They trade a six-round pick for Robbie Anderson, who had a meltdown on national TV. Total in the game, 44-and-a-half. How are you going to play this game, if at all? Saints Cardinals primetime standalone matchup coming up Thursday night. Uh, maybe the under. I have no idea right now because I don't know who's going to play in the game. The, the injury report for this game is nuts. Uh, Kyler's numbers at home have been really bad. Kyler's numbers in the first half have been really bad. Uh, the Cardinals are zero and six against the first half number. So if anything, I might look at a Saints first half uh, money line or something like that. But I mean, I, I just have no idea who's going to play in this game right now I don't know what to make of the new acquisitions I don't know how much Hopkins is, is going to be in effect right away I would think it would be but everything else about this team has such bad juju that it's kind of hard to get involved Chase which of these seven point dogs coming off a of bye do you like more this week and have you bet either one of these games the Texans at the Raiders or the Lions at the Cowboys uh, okay so which one do I like more yes I probably like the Texans more have I gotten involved in either game? Yes. I really like Dallas against Detroit. So I'm kind of on the opposite side of, of the implied you know, value of your question. Right. It's, not, it's not that I like the Cowboys at the full seven on the full game. I just like other ways of getting involved. I, D- Detroit is such a dangerous comeback, backdoor cover style of team. Like They play the full 60 minutes. They're never out of it, and that's why they're such a dangerous side to be opposite of for the plus seven. 
But if you look at like a Dallas minus four on the first half, or you look at a Dallas team total over 27 and a half, I think those are really smart ways to go against Detroit's tendencies, fade the bad defense, expect Dallas to be kind of in control of that game at halftime before Detroit can mount sort of their traditional second half comeback. So I, I, I'm more like those styles of going after that game rather than just laying the full seven with Dallas. Chase, tell me if I'm an idiot because it feels like the New York Jets offensive line might actually be good. Brees Hall looks like an absolute monster. And that's the one thing the Denver Broncos are sort of mediocre at. Uh, Zach Wilson looks okay, but the weapons that they have and the defense looks like they're pretty elite, especially with Sauce Gardner. They are two-point dogs against Denver going to Denver. Line actually opened up at like three and a half, and after Denver's atrocious game last night, I knew that it was going to move. I kind of still like the Jets. Help me with this. Fascinating handicap, Trista, because you have two teams that are going in completely opposite directions. You would think that this is about as high as the Jets are going to get sort of in the way that they're talked about right now, which is, hey, maybe they're not a playoff contender, uh, but they're, you know, they're a scrappy AFC team. They can beat you if you're bad. They can beat you if you have a bad day. Uh, so that's kind of where they are. They've won a couple games in a row now. They are commodified highly. On the other hand, it feels like this might be the bottom for Denver. They lose that awful Thursday night football game. They've got extra prep time before they play the Chargers. They lose that awful overtime game. It, it feels like it can't go lower. So on principle, I'm kind of skeptical of the Jets in this spot because it feels like you are both selling low on Denver and buying high on the Jets. But I don't know how you could get involved with the Denver side of this right now. It's just such an impossible team to bet on, especially if you have to lay any kind of points. I get that it's a short number, but you're still laying points with that team. And on principle, I kind of hate that. So kind of an ugly game. If I had to get involved, I think I'd be with you with take the Jets, but it's just economically problematic for me. I get it. Uh, Chase, moving over to college football, one of the bigger matchups in the SEC. You have Ole Miss, who's undefeated this season, on the road, one-and-a-half-point dogs, taking on LSU, who is coming off a win. They're one-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. What would you do with this? What sense do you make of this line where LSU's favored against an undefeated Ole Miss team? Yeah, it, so it's it's – Early in the week, I don't want to overspeak, but right now I think this is probably one of my favorite plays of the week. I really like LSU. Ole Miss opened at minus one, and it's been bet down to LSU minus two. There's a ton of pro action on this. At minimum, I feel like it's going to go to LSU minus three just because that's kind of how it works when you have a number in this zone. Sharps are going to keep – if they liked it at minus one, they're going to like it at minus two, and they're going to like it until it gets to minus three. And then maybe we'll learn something new uh, with what happens with the number once it gets there. Right. But pros really like LSU. Every, all the sharp money, all the professional betters are back in LSU here at home. I think especially when you have uh, – I've talked about this before on your all show, on my podcast, pretty much everywhere. Uh, unranked favorite versus ranked dog. You always back the unranked favorite. The statistics are out of control. So the, the way the game profiles – it's an LSU bet. You could kind of have a different conversation about the actual X's and O's in the football. I think all year Ole Miss's defense has been really underrated. I think their offense has been a little bit un- – uh, I think I just got that backwards. The defense has been underrated. The offense is a little overrated. It's kind of the Lane Kiffin effect. 
But LSU is the side here for me, uh, and I really feel good about it. It's going to be one of the official plays on the podcast this week. Yeah, I agree, Chase, especially after they laid that short. uh, They were short dogs to Tennessee, got blown out. I feel like people are going to be scared to take them again this week, but I think it's the right side. What about Penn State and Minnesota? I don't know if anybody's going to have a bigger sandwich spot all year than Penn State. You had Michigan last week. You have Ohio State next week. And now you have to play a Minnesota team that just looked terrible against the Illini, laying five and a half at home. Any thoughts on Penn State, Minnesota? Yeah, I've got this in my notes, too, because it's an interesting spot. You're absolutely right about the sandwich spot for Penn State. Definitely problematic. The crooked number, I think, is an interesting correlation with that sandwich spot. Uh, getting them at five right there. I think there there are actual football concerns for Penn State, too, because you're talking about a run game for Minnesota that's top 20 in rushing yards in FBS football against a pretty middling rush defense for Penn State. So that's the football avenue for the argument. Uh, I, I'm, I, I think the counterbalance to this, which is what gives me pause and why I haven't bet it yet, is I don't know what to do with Minnesota. Because they jump out to this great 4-0 start and they just beat the dog crap out of Michigan State and play this perfect game and they jump into the top 25 and we're thinking, oh man, Minnesota might be a real player in the Big Ten West. But it turns out they hadn't really played anybody impressively yet because Michigan State's not that good. They lose at home to Purdue. They lose to Illinois. They're now on a losing streak. So is this team actually as good as we thought they were? Can they hang with Penn State on the road, sold out Nittany Lions? I, it's just, I don't quite know what to do with this game yet. I do lean Minnesota because of the matchup and the number and everything, but this is probably going to end up being a pass for me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I don't know if you've done anything with Kansas, Baylor, but Kansas, it feels like this is a spot where you're sort of buying back low on them after they lose to Oklahoma by 10, which almost covered. That was a very close cover there against Baylor, who just has not looked good, just lost in very ugly fashion last week to West Virginia, which made no damn sense. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Have you done any research on it? Do you have any plays? I do. I, I like Baylor. Uh, I, I don't think Kansas has hit bottom yet. It is, you don't. Is, I think that's no, I don't. I think that's the too long didn't read version of the argument. I I don't. I mean, I need to know what's going on with Jalen Daniels before I get involved in this game for sure. Uh, but I feel like Baylor is going to be maybe a little bit undervalued after the loss in West Virginia. Weird stuff happens when you go to Morgantown on a Thursday. Right. Like it's it's just especially for road Big Twelve teams. It's the longest trip in the conference. That place gets wild. I'm from Morgantown, so I can tell you, like, I grew up there. It's a super weird place uh, in the best possible way, in the college football way. So I I don't necessarily knock Baylor as much as maybe other people are willing to for that kind of loss. Mm. It was ugly. They turned the ball over a lot. They had an extra point blocked and returned in the second half. It was just a weird game. I think they can go home with extra prep time ahead of Kansas and win by double digits. This is kind of a crappy argument, uh, and I don't like to get in the, in the habit of making arguments like this, 
But I think Baylor is a way better team than Oklahoma, and so I think they can win by a similar margin or a better margin. Uh, just because I, I think, like I said, Kansas hasn't found its bottom yet. Really quickly, uh, just in terms of this total, Aranda's known for his defense, but he gave up a ton of points, and Kansas can cook even with my man being kid. Do you like the over or the over under on 59.5? Would definitely play the over, yeah. and I think you can make the case that it's a better play than Baylor minus the points. Yeah, I kind of like that. Love it. Chase, before we get out of here, man, anything else that you've played or you're maybe holding off on, waiting for a better number on in either uh, college or pro this weekend? Yeah, I don't have the number yet, but I think my favorite bet of the entire week is going to be uh, this is a hold-your-nose kind of game, hold-your-breath, hold-your-pants. Give me UT Martin plus the points against the Vols this Pete, week. Pete loves Chase, that too. I kid you not. I mean, you want to talk about so a literally take-the-goalpost-down kind of game. That's what Tennessee physically did. I completely agree. I mean, and this is the, I love so many aspects of this game. Again, we don't know the number yet. It's going to be a giant number. Yes, Tennessee is, I mean, this is the letdown spot of all letdown spots. And obviously I'm not saying UT Martin is going to beat Tennessee, but it's going to be a massive number you're going to have to lay. I would almost guarantee that they can't cover it. It's going to be too big just because of marketplace factors. And the way these in-state FCS games work, everybody that plays for UT Martin hates Tennessee. Half the roster probably wanted to play for Tennessee didn't get recruited, didn't get an offer there. UT Martin instead. That's just how this stuff works. It's their Super Spite. Bowl. They're going to play really hard. Chase, 150 G's it. they raised for that goalpost, by the way. Oh. That school brings in how, how many billions so of dollars? Ugh, I wish they would have lost God, me too. Well, why'd you mush us, Tristan? I That's know, on you. I did mush it. Chase, thanks so much, man. Good luck this weekend. Uh, thanks, guys. You too. Thanks, Chase. Our guy right there, Chase Kitty. See, he knows. The UT yeah. Martin, I'm telling you. I can't wait to see what that line throw, is. Throw me out. Yeah, I was going to say. Somebody, it's got to be 45. I, I think it's going to be 52 and a half. <laughs> it might be. I'm not kidding. I, I know you're not. I mean, I'm going to play that with you guys, though. You, that's yeah. a great point by you guys. I mean, guys. It was not on my radar, I'm not going to lie. but uh, Tennessee is still partying. Like, as we speak. Oh, when yeah. do we get a line? They're still uh, Saturday morning, probably. Wow. So you I gotta, really hate betting against Hendon. Like, that is right. legitimately my favorite play of the league is UT Martin. And I couldn't tell you a single player on that team. I don't know what their mascot is. I don't know what colors their uniforms are. But we like them to cover on Saturday. The fighting cover. Don't even know what the number's no. gonna be. Don't even know. It, it just... Just take UT Martin. That is the ultimate letdown spot right there. Big I time. love LSU. The line makes no sense. I just played them on the money line, by the way, minus 125. I think they beat Ole Miss. And I think that's going to end up being my favorite bet of the college week. I really, really like Minnesota. Let's wait and see, obviously, the quarterback situation. But I think they're going to be able to run the ball on Penn State. Ugh, Plus, Minnesota. I hate Penn when State. When I woke I, up I and saw Tommy DeVito was playing quarterback, I'm like, oh, my lock of the week's not going to be good. I love it for the Illini, though, and they're like 14, 15 fans, including our guy Jake, because, uh, man, if they could make a ridiculous run to the Rose Bowl, it'd be awesome to see. It's been forever since anything. Well, hoops, obviously, but it's been a while since football's been relevant in Champaign. In fact, I'm trying to think of the last time I cared. Kurt Kittner. Can't think of one. Rashad, Rashad Mendenhall. Rashad Men- <laughs> Mendenhall. Yeah, they went yeah, to a bowl game. Yeah. They've been to some bowl games, but it hasn't been it's good. It's been a long time.